uh, just to kind of rewind the clock a little bit, you were a builder heading into the Great Recession. Uh, That was a very painful experience for lots and lots of builders. Uh, We have a lot of people calling for a crash. We're seeing new home construction fall over. We see builders offering discounts. So uh, I guess a lot of home builders are going to go bankrupt this time, right? Some will. Some will. Some will go out of business. Some will go bankrupt. Uh, it depends on the builder. Some will get absorbed. So you, you'll see some consolidation. So it's a little early right now to tell. And with rates kind of backing up a little bit, it's it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Every market's different and every builder is different. So it just really depends on where you are, who you are, what your operation looks like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's builders that are going out of business every day, mm-hmm. uh, not just in this in this environment, but there is risk. And if rates go higher and the market housing market continues to correct deeply, then yeah, there, there could be some builders that, uh, that get into some trouble, but you know, again, the ones that have been there for the big builders that went through it last time, they know how they know what they need to do. They know how to adjust. They've kept it lean to begin with. And they'll just, they'll just sell stuff before the market gets too bad because Mm -hmm. they can, they've got a good enough margin. They can take some losses. If you're building in multiple markets, you can take a loss over here, offset it over there. Uh, public companies that can raise more money, you know, private companies that can sell, they can, you know, yeah. uh, contract, lay people off, consolidate. So builders aren't going to get caught again like they did last time, but there will be some. Yeah, there will absolutely be some. I think there's, I think some builders go broke even in good markets. So that's, you know, that happens in good or bad markets. I experienced, again, I can only talk about my market of Fresno in, uh, you know, 20 years ago and then today. Um, I, I want to say there was probably 15 times more builders kind of 07, the last good year. Uh, and builders in Fresno, California were decimated. I I would be, I suspect 90% of them went bankrupt last time. We're not going to see it this time. They're building smaller tracks. They're getting paid up front. They're not just, a lot of builders last time were just huge land banks. And if they didn't do that this time, they're not, you know, overextended. Yeah, that was the big issue. A lot of land uh, yeah. on the books. And also they were, they had mega, mega subdivisions under development on spec. And now yeah. they're not really doing that. They're not they're doing really it. doing contract builds. So they're, they're doing a little bit ahead of the contracts when the market was really hot, but they're definitely not starting anything right now without a contract, without a big deposit, qualified borrower. And it's a very different time. The banks collapsed in 2009. That's what a lot of people miss is that there's two things that create a transaction in real estate. Number one is is the financing, you know, and number two is the opportunity. So the opportunities were just massive. I mean, there was just stuff going on everywhere back then. And there was a lot of inventory, a lot of things going on. And the, the liquidity was just abundant. Anybody could get a loan. Anybody could get financing, whether you were developing, buying commercial, residential, single family, didn't matter. And interest rates were cheap. This time around, there's a limited amount of liquidity. Interest rates are going up, but there's no inventory. There's no opportunities. That's the difference. You know, we had tons of land available back then and stuff going on. So it's it's a different ball game. And the biggest thing was the banks banks failing. You could not get a loan mm-hmm. uh, after after you know 2009 through 2011. Most people, I mean, I was still yeah. borrowing money, but it was very limited. Banks were pulling back. They were contracting. And banks are starting to get a little funny right now. I'm working with people all over the country and around the world doing different things. And mm-hmm. I'm helping them navigate the banking climate right now because banks are pulling back. And, yeah. uh, you know, one day they're, you know, last week they were willing to do something. This week they change. And that's just the nature of the banking business when you're in, you know, a risk off environment like we're in right now. Yeah, I think when I when I think about home builders and I see a lot of the videos talking about home builder crash and all of this, it's it's just an entirely different game. I think builders are better capitalized today. They're not over their skis carrying just what ultimately became huge liabilities in these land banks because again, you had to pay for it. 
Um, they're just in much, you know, if last time was a, you know, on the pain scale was, you know, on a one to 10 was a 12 this time for most builders, it's going to be a three or a four. And what people don't understand is, is builders, I think today are doing smart things. They have some finished product that, a, that a buyer backed out of and they're selling it at a discount. That's what any good operator would do. Okay. Uh, yes. Home builders are taking $50,000 price cuts in Vegas. They're supposed to. They want to blow it out. They want to rebuild their cash position so they could limp along. I think builders are going to have a little three, four month window where they take some hits and maybe some losses. They won't care because they're going to play the game long term and it's going to be slowing down. They're going to lay off yeah. people. So that's what I think is going to happen. They're in a much better position. Oh, yeah. There's still a lot of demand out there. So that that's the other thing that was different, you know, back in 2008, you know, banks failed, people couldn't get money. So there was no demand the inventory stacked up. There were no buyers. I mean, you literally couldn't give houses away in some markets. They had to tear them down. They had to go into some yeah, the frames and down. tear them down. Yeah. Couldn't give them away. Uh, there was no renters. There was nothing. So it's shifted a little bit this time where, you know, we've got this boom in population, I think, with, you know, the millennials coming online, but wanting to buy houses. There's no inventory. That problem is not getting fixed. I know there's a number of units in the pipeline for, I don't know, a million or something that'll get finished here over the next year or so, potentially, that will come to market. It really is going to depend on interest rates. I mean, the market is correcting. You're seeing price corrections because interest rates, but market's still hot. I mean, I'm watching things in my market still going under contract in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, you know, high-end houses, stuff in the million-dollar range, plus or minus, and going under contract. And in, I mean, I saw one over the weekend, went under contract in a day. It was a good wow. house in a good area. Uh, but I'm in a very small market where we have very limited inventory anyways. You get into bigger markets and different areas is a different ball game, but it's mostly, there's still transactions. There's mm -hmm. still stuff going on, but the the values are starting to, to drop, you know, 20, 30, 40%, but they were just way, way high to begin with. Yeah. I think when you look at, uh, look at the home builders, um, I just think they're they're better operators, and I think a lot of them saw what what is coming. I think I think one of the things, having spoke to home builders in the last crisis, they thought the party would never end. Right, the the financing was there. People were people were. It was really like a party that would never end. And I think what we're seeing now is they're far more prepared, and they're they're making decisions very quickly today. Where last time they were like almost late. Right, they should have been cutting prices nine months ago and they waited and waited and pretty soon they had no more cash and they just went bankrupt. We didn't uh, know. So yeah. back then everything was just boom. I mean, it was just bull market on going into 2008, nine. And I was one of them. I mean, I didn't think the market would ever go down. I didn't think it could do what it did. And then all of a sudden the banks backed out of the deal, the financing fell through and you would drop prices on houses where before the strategy was, if you had a house that sat on the market for 30 days, and didn't sell, you would raise the price and it would sell. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how crazy the market was. And yeah. whatever you sold last month, you could mark up. I mean, every time you sold the house, it'd go up more, just like we've seen recently. And then it just came to a screeching halt because the financing dried up. So that's what killed demand. So, you know, there's that whole conversation now. Is it inventory that's going to kill housing? Is it demand that's driving? Is it interest rates? I mean, really, it starts with the financing, which is the availability of the funds, number one, and the, the cost of those funds, number two. I mean, that's what drives a real estate transaction. That's what drives a transaction in any market, equities, real estate, whatever it is. It's all about where is the liquidity available? What does it cost? And that's mm -hmm. what drives valuations. That's why the markets are correcting. It's all about valuations, cost of capital. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we had the perfect storm last time, and this time it's going to be a little bit different. And I agree. interest yeah. rates haven't gone up enough 
to really significantly shut it off like it did last time. It's slowly changing, mm -hmm. but we'll see, you know, if rates can work their way up, they may or they may not. I don't know. Yeah. So let's, one more thing on this topic is let's talk about the one, because I hear about the 1.2 million units in, in production. And this is, this is, this is important. I think this actually might be the most important thing. I think when you look at the 1.2 million units in production, um, you know, that's going to come online in the next 12 months. What I want people to realize is it doesn't have to come online in the next 12 months. That 1.2 million that's in there and, you know, permits and all that stuff scheduled for the next 12, it might be 24 months. It might be 30 months. Because again, I want people to realize builders are smarter this time. They are going to slow way down and they just won't start new projects. They will just bleed this. And again, this 1.2, Ivy Zellman keeps talking about it. Oh, 1.2 million uh, housing units in production in the next year. Ivy, they're going to slow down. Right. That's that stuff's not going to show up till 2024. That's what I think. Anyway, what do you think? It depends. Like, so some of them can be halted in certain stages. It depends on how far along they are. Sure. Uh, and it depends on what the financing looks like. If they've taken the loan out for the bank, that loan's going to have to be paid off. It has a time limit. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to keep some things moving, but other things they can just stop yeah. and, you know, just wait it out. So it just really depends what, you know, how many of those 1.2. Some of them will get sold to investors looking yeah. for long-term rentals. Yeah. Uh, some of them will get sold to people. I mean, houses are still selling, so it's mm -hmm. not like they're going to come on the market and nobody's going to buy them. So a lot of it's just really going to depend on what, what the market looks like, what the financing looks like, what their pricing looks like. Builders mm -hmm. could halt for a couple of months and let the market correct in terms of the yeah. labor and things like that, because some builders are laying off, some are pulling back, some yeah, are starting sure. to home. So uh, you know, labor is becoming more available in, in some markets and certain markets. What I tell my builder clients is, just watch your phones because they're going to start ringing of people looking for work. And that's when you know the market's fundamentally changing. Yeah. When you have to stop chasing people to get work done, they start calling you. Yeah. That's that's when the market is shifting. Really <laughs> that's a signal. That. Yeah. Oh, this has been so much fun. I love talking to love talking to you, especially about builders and giving your experience. Where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. That's where all my info is. YouTube channel podcast. Go check it out. Awesome. Thanks, buddy.